גוד מורנינג, מאזינים יקרים, We are in the days of ספירת העומר, We are in the פרשת אחרי מות קדושים תהיו, כי קדוש אני השם אלוקיכם. In this week פרשה, we have many many מצוות, and the Torah discuss a lot of issues, ואהבת לרעך כמוך, all the מצוות, שמירת שבת, כיבוד אביהם, and we will try to touch few מצוות, and to understand what is behind them, and what the guide of the Torah, that the Torah give us for the, our life. There is mitzvah, which is written in our, our this week parasha. The mitzvah is mitzvah of orla. When a person plants a tree, He is not allowed to eat the first year fruit and also the second year and also the third year. שלוש שנים ערלים יהיה לא יאכל. ובשנה הרביעית, the fruit in the fourth year become קודש. We are not allowed to eat it as a regular fruit. We have to take it to Yerushalayim and eat it before Hashem. And only in the fifth year you could take the fruit and eat them regular without any restriction. The Torah says the first three years you have to destroy the fruit. You cannot eat it. Only the fourth year you could eat it in Yerushalayim and the fifth year you could eat it regular. What's the purpose? Why the Torah says to take a fruit and you're not allowed to eat it, you're not allowed to enjoy from it? We're not looking for the reason of the mitzvot, but we're trying to find out what the Torah wants. So the Ramban brings down, the Ramban, I think, in one of the Rishonim, says that all the Torah is for our own good, like we mentioned last week. And the reason of the Orla is since the fruit of the first three years are not good and even he says it's going to cause damage to our body, it's not ready to eat, you need a few years to pass by. And therefore this the Torah says you must wait a few years for our own good, we should not get any Nezek, any damage from this fruit. But it could be that there is a different meaning over here. The next Pasuk, after the Mitzvah of Orla, which if you're going to look in the Orachayim HaKadosh, on the Mitzvah Orla, it brings beautiful explanation to the Minhag, the custom that there is for some people, those people that grow the air of the kid till the age of three, and then they do haircut, upsharing, what is called, and they shave the head of the baby when he becomes three years old. And he says over there, what's the reason of this minhag? What's the purpose and what's the reason of this minhag? It's an interesting thing that I saw once that from Rav Eliyahu Lupian, he says he's not doing this custom because he says he's bothering the kid, the hair over his face, and he doesn't want to be metzair, the, the kid doesn't want to be metzair, the baby, which is very interesting that he didn't do this minhag because he caused pain. He was so careful, was causing somebody else pain. However, this, there is a custom like this in Klal Israel. And Orachayim HaKadosh brings down beautiful and he says, you know what's the reason of this minhag? 
The reason in this minag is because the first three years after the baby is born, he is not be able to absorb Torah. He cannot learn Torah. He cannot talk. And when the baby is born, we know that he is forgetting all the Torah that he learned in his mother's stomach. We know in the mother's stomach the baby learned all the Torah kula, everything, all the Gemarot, all the Rishonim, all the Achronim, everything he knows is bigger than the Gaomi Vilna in the in the his mother's stomach in the baby when he's when he's when his mother she's pregnant. But when he comes out, there is an angel that give him a makah and he causes him to forget all the Torah. And now three years he will not be able to learn Torah. And the first time when he be able to learn something, we're doing a celebration, we're cutting his hair, and we give him and we teach him to say Torah Tzivalanu Moshe Murasha Ki'ilat Yaakov. They say the Gemara, when the baby starts to talk, you don't teach him how to say Abba and how to say Ima and not, to, uh, not any other word. The first thing they have to, you have to teach him is the Pasuk Torah Tzivalanu Moshe Murasha Ki'ilat Yaakov. The first thing that you have to teach him that the, the Torah is our Morasha, Meorasa, the Torah is our engage, we, the Torah engaged to us. That's what you have to implant in the baby when he's be able to first time to talk. Torah tzivalanu Moshe Morasha Kilat Yaakov, no Abba and no Ima, the Torah. And he's be, when be able to talk, we do a celebration because he start to do again and to learn again the Torah. And the reason is that we grow his hair is because since when the baby is born, he forgot all the Torah, is in situation of Avlut, that he is in Avel. And Avel is not allowed to take a haircut. It's one of the things that Avel is not allowed. So therefore, once he's not be able to learn Torah, is in Avlut. Is mourning the thing that he forgot all the Torah kula, and is beavel, and he cannot be absorbed Torah because he is arel. Shalosh shanim arelim. The first three years of the baby cannot absorb anything. He is closed. Arel is arel mean a tomb. Something is closed. You not be able to go into him the Torah, and therefore he's in avlut and he's go up his hair when the first three years finish. Now. He could cut his hair, he's finished the avlut, we do a celebration, we cut his hair, and we start to teach him Torah in the Aleph Bet, and then he's going away from his mourning, from the avlut, and that's why we have this custom in Klal Israel. That's what Orachayim HaKadosh says in our this week parasha on Shalosh Anim Arelim Yeloi Achel. But if you're going to look Next to this mitzvah, you're going to see the second, the next pasuk is Lo tochlu al adam. And what is the meaning Lo tochlu al adam? Don't eat on the blood. What does it mean? What the Torah command us over here? What the Torah wants from this pasuk Lo tochlu al adam? So the Gemara in Masechet Sanhedrin in Dam Savech Gimel Amud brings down many, many halachot that we learn from this pasuk that you're not allowed the judge, the bedin, not allowed to have any meal before when the, the judge of people for death, for dam, for blood. And we're not allowed to eat before the davening, before we praying, before we pray on our blood. We're not allowed to eat. And many, many halachot that we learn for this pasuk. However, if you're going to look in Rashi, over there on this pasuk, Rashi brings two explanations that he chose for some reason, he chose these two, but he could was choosing another ten explanation from the Gemara. But what he chose, 
The first thing that he says, when you bring a korban, there is a mitzvah to take the blood and to sprinkle it on the mizbeach. So you're not allowed to eat the korban before you zorek the dam, before you do the mitzvah of zrikat adam. That's the first explanation. The second one he says, when you shecht an animal, once the animal shecht is already dead, you could eat it. But he says, no, wait till the animal will die completely. Wait till the animal is 100% dead. We should not have any percus. There is a time that till the neshama is living of the animal, that even though you cut the kane and the veshet, you cut the simanim, you cut the neck, but still the animals still have some kind of neshama, so we have to wait and not to eat the meat right away. It's interesting that Rashi brings these two reasons of Lot Tuchlu al-Adam from all what the Gemara brings down. And I think the reason is, is because the connection between Orla to the Pasuk of Lot Tuchlu al-Adam. What's the connection between two of them? The connection is the Torah wants to teach us something very important. That we should have a patient. We should have a patient, we should have savlanut. We should wait. We should not be rash for our enjoyment in life. And therefore the, the Rashi choose something to similar to Orla. What's the purpose of mitzvat Orla? What's the reason of the mitzvat Orla? The reason of the mitzvah Torah, you should have some patience, you should wait. You should not jump to eat the fruit. Hashem wants to teach us something. And if you're going to see in all the mitzvot of the Torah, this thread of patience, of savlanut, of wait, is going around and around. In every mitzvah, when the Torah says, wait three years, then you eat the fruit. And then the right pasuk, the next one, Lo tochlu al adam. Wait before you shech the animal. Don't eat the meat right away. Be ever patient. Wait. Savlanut. Don't eat the korban before you do the dam on the mizbeach. You throw the dam on the mizbeach. Wait. Both have the same connection. That's why Rashi did choose these two. To teach us that the purpose of the mitzvot is to wait. The Torah wants you to be in charge on you, Ta'avot. You should be in charge on, on you, yourself, not something else. And that we see the problem that we're facing in our time. That you see the people running to get something that they're going to have anyway. But they want to do it earlier. Wait, you're going to get married. Wait, you're going to have a beautiful wife. You're going to have a life. Why you do Averot before? Wait. No, we want it now. Wait, do a Beracha before you eat something. No, I want it right now. I cannot walk, look for where to wash my hand. I want it right now. Everything today has to be right now. If you have to wait a little, it's the biggest problem. Everyone knows if you want to sell something, you have to do immediate. You have to give it right away because you can't wait. Every phone that is too slow is out of the business because we find someone the more fast, even if it's split a second faster, it's already different phone. Why? Because we need it now. We cannot wait. This computer is too slow for me. I cannot use it. Why is too slow? Because now you have something faster. But if you look back, if you want to send a letter 100 years ago, you should wait a week. The other person will get you later. But right now they're doing a second. So if somebody could do it in split a second, it's much better. And that's why we're becoming more demanding that we need it right now. And therefore everything we need now it's making ourselves and our demand against the nature of the Torah because the Torah is right the opposite, the Torah wants us to wait every patient, you're going to get it but when I said you're going to get it when it's going to be good for you don't get it earlier because you're going to get damaged and that's why the problem of Adam Arishon the Gemara says 
If Adam Arishon will wait two hours till the Shabbat will come, it was Friday in Gan Eden, and the Shabbat will come, Hashem will take from Etzadat. The Etzadat from some, according to the Gemara, was a geffen, was a grape. So Hashem says, wait till Shabbat. You don't know that I will let you, I can let you drink. If the Shabbat will come, Hashem I will took the grapes and they're going to do from them a beautiful, good, good wine for Adam Arishon from the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he will drink it. He will take the Etzadat. He will eat it. But since Saddam Arishon couldn't wait, Nechmad ha'etz le'askil v'ta'avahu la'enayim. The tree was ta'ava. It was catching. It was look good. We want it now. It's look beautiful. I want to have it. And the Nachash convinced and Hashem looking from Shamayim and says, you going to get it. I just told you you're not going to get it, but I'm going to give it to you in a few hours. Just be patient, wait. But the Damarishon couldn't wait. And that was the first Avera in the history that caused death in the world, that caused all the problem in our world because we couldn't wait. To show us what's a thread, what's a Torah that go into all the Torah. The first sin, you couldn't wait few hours to get the grape, the wine, from the hand of HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'chvodor V'atzmo. And you want it now, because it's look good. And I couldn't wait for I couldn't hold myself back. You're going to get a damage. The same thing says David Amelech in Teilim, En Behavon Hulalti. He says David Amelech, I also had this problem when the David Amelech took Batsheva, even though it was the sin was what not what exactly we think the sin was, but it was a little bit of problem over there. That the Torah says it was a little bit of the problem, certain problem. That David Amelech felt he had a sin over here by mistake. That he took Batsheva not in the right time. The Gemara says if David Amelech will not take Batsheva Beisur, he will take it Beheter. Batsheva was already made to be the wife of David Amelech from the creation of the world. Hashem says, you, this woman will be your wife. That's what made before you create even. When the, the Neshamot was in Shamaim, Hashem says, Batsheva for David. Now the Neshama of David came to this world and he see Batsheva and he couldn't wait for the right time. And he did. The, whatever was mistake was done there, and that's not now the class of what was a mistake of David Amelech. But he did certain things that he felt is Avera because he couldn't wait. He looked on Batsheva and he says, I need it, I, I want it now. And this sin, even though it was Dakedakuyot, like what we're thinking, but says David Amelech, this thing, sin, it's not mine. This problem of people that he cannot wait, it's not mine. It belongs to the Adam Arishon, which I am part of him. Because David Amelech, God is seven years of life from Adam Arishon. Adam Arishon was supposed to live a thousand years. Because Hashem told, told him, Ki mimenu, motamut. When the day you're going to eat from the tree, you're going to die. And they end up, what's going on? He didn't die. So what, Hashem didn't keep his word? No. Ki yom echad be'enecha, ki elef shanim be'enecha, ki yom etmol ki yavor. Thousand years in Hashem's eyes, it's like one day. Thousand years of our world, it's like one day if in the in the eyes of Hashem. Ki elef shanim be'enecha ki yom. So that's why Hashem says, "Biyom ochol chatamut." You're gonna live only thousand years. This yom in my calendar consider a yom. And the, Adam Arishon 
was supposed to live thousand years because he ate from Etzadat. This is the Yom of Hashem. Yom of But he, he wants to give 70 years to David Melech, so he, he was passed away when he was the age of 930 years old. And he gave 70 years to David Melech. But he gave this, this life with a problem of cannot wait. The David Melech inside also got this problem of Adam Arishon that he cannot wait. That's why he says, And this sin come from my mother, that I got it already inside me when I was born. When I got the Neshama of Adam Arishon, I already got the problem of not wait, and that's why I had the sin of Bathsheba, because the same sin that Bathsheba was already made to be my wife. Hashem says, she's going to be your wife, don't worry. But not now. Whatever I'm going to choose. No, I can't wait. That's a lot of time in our life. I want this car. I want this house. I wanted this money. Hashem says, you should get it, but not now. I'm going to decide when you're going to get it. Don't steal. Don't do any ramaut. Don't take it with avera. Because in the end, you're going to make a damage. You're not going to get it. And you're going to get avera for it. Instead of to get it beheter and to be happy, and you get Batsheva beheter and to make his simcha, now is a sin that he, David Amelech go with it all his life. And Adam Arishon caused the damage why he could be happy with a grape. Just you have to wait a little bit. But when you cannot wait, you cause the biggest damage. That's what I say to, to the people. That's what I say to the, especially to the teenagers especially to those that I see girls 14, 12, I don't know what the ages already put so much makeup and lipstick and and do the nails. What's going on with you? You have 70 years to put lipstick and makeup. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's not the right time. Listen to your teachers. Listen to your rabbis. When is the right time to start with these things? No, we want to feel, we want to feel big. All the times the girls take the shoes of her mother, they want to feel big, they want to feel like father. Everyone wants to come and to, to feel that they're already in this age. And Hashem said in the Torah, wait, in all the mitzvot, what's the purpose? Wait a little bit. The mitzvah of taharat mishpacha. How much patience we need to have. Everything will come in the right time. Wait. Be'eter velo bi'isur. Be'nachat velo be'tzar. With happiness, not with pain. And be'eter velo bi'isur is exactly the similar to be'nachat velo be'tzar. If it's be'eter, be'nachat. If it's bi'isur, it's going to be with the pain. And this, you're going to see wherever you go, that people in rush. What are you rushing for? I need this now. I can't wait. Somebody wait a split a second. In the light, in the red light, is not flying right away. People will hunk from the back. What's going on with you? Come on. Why? Because we're in a rush. Where are you rushing to? I'm rushing to Dunkin' Donuts. I'm rushing to my bank. I'm rushing to the restaurant. I'm rushing to my desires. And I can't wait. And you stay in the middle. You're not allowed to wait even split a second by the light. Right away you should be ready. Because I'm rushing. And that's what we look on the wall today. Everybody is rushing. Even you hear the news when you open the radio. Let's say 1010 News, for example. Once I heard it, I remember many years ago. I don't know if it's still like this, but I remember that they're talking so fast. So fast. And I asked myself, why is this talking so fast? What's wrong to talk like me right now? Slow, with patience. 
Don't worry, everything will be okay. Why fast? To panicking the people, to have people feeling that they're going to lose something, the world is moving, and you're going to miss everything. That's the feeling that we need to have, that everything is moving and, and, and you can't wait. And everything, wherever you go, you feel the faster is better. And the Torah says the opposite, the slower is better. In the right time is better. And therefore, many of the invention today, it's to do everything that we have already, but to do faster. And I ask myself, where all the time goes? If now you'll be able to do your coffee and to do your breakfast in two minutes, so you have another 15 minutes to learn Torah. But how come that since we do the things so fast, so we have not free time? If something doesn't make sense over here, if you used to take to make a breakfast one hour, and now it's take two minutes, you have 58 minutes free to learn Torah. So how come there is so much free time and we're so much busy? Something doesn't make sense over here. Because we're rushing, if you have time, we're rushing from another tava. We're rushing from another thing that we want to enjoy from it. And the Torah says the biggest enjoyment is to listen to the Torah and to enjoy from what Hashem says to do. That's the biggest enjoyment. And people think that Hadikim don't enjoy. The, who is enjoying this world? Only the Reshaim. But I'm telling you, for Tzadikim, it's much more enjoyment this world. Because when you wait for something, and you do it in the right time, you enjoy from it much better than if you're going to have it all the time. Matzat Advash. אכול דייקה, בן תסבא ועקאותו, זה שלמה המלך, you find the honey, don't eat too much, because you're going to end up throw up, eat a little bit, and leave the rest for later, eat a little bit, and leave the rest forever, don't eat everything, why? because you're going to throw up, and that's why you see people go to Sakai Street, Sakai Psychologin, why? Why? Because they have so much dvash. They ate so much honey. So they're about to throw up from this world. I know a guy that is a millionaire. His father is very rich. And he takes him every week to psycholog, to psychiatry, to what? For what? That he wants to commit suicide. Why? Because he has everything and he's already throw up from this world. And that's why we have Shabbat. Stop. Have a patience. When Yom HaShishi, when Shabbat comes, the person has to think the kol melachto kala. Everything is finished. You don't have any business to do. Whatever you start, everything is already done. You don't have to be worried for anything. Everything is already, you don't even allowed to speak on your business on Shabbat. You're not allowed, some says, to be machmir, not even to think about something on Shabbat. Have a patient. Just like the Gemara said, the beautiful story about the Hasid Echad. One guy, one Hasid, one rabbi, they went in his field, he went to shul, and he looked in his field, and he see there is a break in the, in the, in the fence. And he thought, Sunday, I'm going to build the fence and I'm going to close it. And then he continues, says, what? I thought about my business on Shabbat. What sin did I did? Why I thought about it? In Shabbat, there is no business. Everything is done. Everything is finished. Everything is good. And he says, I'm going to punish myself. And I'm not going to build the first Sunday. I'm not going to build the fence. I'm not going to do it. Why? 
because I thought about it on Shabbat, and I did a sin. Even though the halacha, you're allowed to, thought, to think about something, but you're not allowed to talk. But he was a big chassid. And he says, no, I thought about it. I'm going to punish myself that I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to leave this fence open because I thought about it on Shabbat. And Hashem looked from Shemaim. And he says, wow. You know what happened the next day? He didn't do it. But Hashem did a miracle to him. And in this place was grew up a tree. Tree of Tzalaf, one of fruit. And the tree was bringing fruit. And he took this fruit and he sell them. And he makes money from this tree. And the fence was closing because of this tree. So he, he didn't have to do anything. The, the, the fence was be, being closing because of the tree. And he's already getting money from the tree for the fruit that he's selling. Because he was patient. And he says, I did a mistake. I was rushing. I'm going back. I'm not going to do it. Shem says, you listen to me. I do for you the job. You did, you, you're going back. I'm going to do for you the job. You, you realize you did a mistake. And you'll be able to hold yourself. And to leave your field open. For people to go maybe inside. And you listen and you didn't do it because of Shabbat Kodesh. This Shabbat Kodesh, that is such an holy, that because she tiru lomar shalom be Shabbat, that didn't even wants that to say shalom in Shabbat, because it's already divrechol, it's already something of weekday, should say Shabbat shalom. And to talk divrei Torah only, why? Because it's now time of Shabbat. Shabbat is muvdal misheshet emeh maaseh. It's totally different. That's why we all the rabbis got panic last week because they want to decrease Shabbat. They want to feel Shabbat like weekday. And all the rabbis, David Feinstein, Shlita, Gdol Ador, Gdol Ador, Rab Shmuel Kaminetsky, Gdol Ador. Rav Belsky, Rav Cheskel Rot, all G'dolei Ador stood up and says, you're not allowed to use it. You're not allowed to decrease Shabbat. Alachakli and Ashkafali. You can't do it. Because the Shabbat is our life. And we should not feel even, even the toothbrush, you're not allowed to have the same one of weekday to Shabbat. Even the toothbrush. If you brush your tooth in Shabbat, you should have a different one. Because it looks like you're doing something like in weekday. And in Shabbat, you're not allowed to look even that you're doing like in weekday. You're not allowed to take something which is cooked already. Put it on the fire. What's the problem? You're not cooking on Shabbat. I take a, I take a, a pot with the rice and I put it on over the fire. What is the problem? What is the problem? No. It's look like you're cooking, but I'm, I'm not cooking. What you look like? I'm not cooking. It's cooked. Doesn't matter. You're not allowed to put it over the fire. You have to have a blech. You have to do something. To look different in Shabbat is not weekday. Put something, make it different. Don't do any action that you look like in weekday. That's the atmosphere of Shabbat. And all over Shabbat we find this alachot. It's mechze. It's look like. It's look like. Don't do it. Wow! Come on. What's the problem? No. You cannot behave as a regular day. If you go with regular clothing on Shabbat, says the Mishnah in Masechet Avot, and lochelek la'olam haba. If someone mevazet ha'moadot, if someone discreese Shabbat in Yamim Tovim, and he walk with the same clothing, and he behaving the same, and lochelek la'olam haba. That's what it says in the Mishnah. If you behave in a normal, regular weekday, 
even though you didn't do any avera, everything that you did is mutar. But if it's against of the spirit of the Shabbat, it's the, the Mishnah was very tough. It's not my word, it's the Mishnah of Pirkei Avot. Rabbi Lazar Amodai Omer, Amevazet Amoadot, and Lochelek Laolam Abba. If you behave and you decrease, not, not Shabbat, for sure Shabbat, but even Yom Tov, and even Chol HaMoed, you see the Hasidim in Chol HaMoed, they're wearing the Shtrimel, the, the Bnei Shivot wearing the tie. What's going on? You're not wearing the tie. No, it's Chol HaMoed. I can't behave in Chol HaMoed as a regular day to dress as a regular day. I have to dress different. I have to have a feeling. And that's why we see all the rabbis was coming and says, come on, you cross a line. You can't do these things. Even though in Halakha is wrong, Ashkafa is wrong, all G'dolei Ador. And just to give us some feeling of what we're dealing with, don't touch the most important thing of Am Yisrael, the Shabbat Kodesh. Don't you dare touch it. If you're going to touch it, we're going to stand up and scream. You want, you could do it, but you're going to be out of the Jewish nation. Just like all kind of inventions, they reform, invent, and they're out of the Jewish nation. And instead of to say, I apologize, and I'm sorry that I spoke against G'dolei Ador, we're hearing the continue, it's mutar, if all G'dolei Ador said something, we have to take our hand to pull it, bury it in the, in the, in, in the, in the, in the ground and says, Rabbi, Et Hashem Elokecha Tira Ve'oto Ta'avod Ubot Idbak Et Hashem Elokecha Tira Le'rabot Almidei Chachamim Who you could compare to HaKadosh Baruch Hu The Talmidei Chachamim Hashem Omer Kol Anogea Bahem Kenogea Bebavat Eno If somebody speak or touch Talmid Chacham, it's like it touching in my eye because those are my people. And when they say something, those G'dolei Ador, those Manigei Ador, when they say something, you should all follow. And even if there is one or two people that don't understand in Ashkafai and Alakha and they have their own opinion, we have the Rov and we have the majority and we have the Rabbis that lead us. And that's why we have to follow. And we have to understand, to be Ish Halacha, to be Posek Halachot, is taking many, many, many years of study. It's take 50 and 60 years. Rav Ben Tzion Abba Shaul, Alava Shalom, he says, I never gave Psak in Ilchot Shabbat before I finish Masechet Shabbat hundred times. That's what his level hundred times Masechet Shabbat, then I start to say something that I know, Halacha, so we're not in this level. But we need to study many, many years and then to ask rabbis that above us and then to think. And all G'dolei Israel, I remember I saw Tshuva of the Noda Yehuda. Noda Yehuda was a, one of the geniuses of the G'dolei Adorot. And he says, and there are some, some Tshuva, it's to be matir, anything, but he says, if I'm the only one and not in its taref, in me, echad ador, I will do it. I will say it's mutar. If somebody else will come join me, some other rabbi will join me and says, it's mutar, I will say it's mutar. But if not, I'm evatel dati. I'm not consider my opinion because to be matir such a thing, you need to have a few and big poskim to say, and even though I'm nothing, I cannot say, the Nodabi Yehuda, the one of the geniuses of Gdolea Dorot, says about himself, I need somebody else to support me. I cannot decide by myself, even though I think he's right. That's how big rabbis have a, have a, have a feeling, have a, have a regesh, they're connected to the Torah, and they feel very, very, 
the Torah, you see the Ra'avad when he's hearing the Shonot, you say, what's going on? How he speak like this against the Rambam? Because the Torah was burning in him, burning in him, and he says, it cannot be. And when you, something is burning in you, you speak, you talk, because it's bothering you. And that's why the Chachamim, they says, we have to do something, to do revolution, we need to have Gdolei Ador, together, everybody decide, and then we could go forward. And never was in Klal Israel that somebody invent something and all the Gdolei Israel would disagree and with go. It was Machlokot when they, when they create, for the example, the machine matzah. Right? There was a rabbi who was against it, was a rabbi, but Abshlomo Zalman Oyer, Bach, Arav Eliashiv, Hamovadia Yosef, Arastai Peler, Arav, Kol Gdolei Israel was agreed to it. And it was one rabbi. The Torah Chaim was rabbi of the Hasidim was against it. Okay, they still don't eat it. And we did do it. Okay, there was machloket. Some agree, some disagree. But since we have a big, big rabbis that agree to it and, and, agree, and said it's okay, okay, so you can follow it. But to do something against all the rabbis, all Gdole Ado, so there's two Averot in it. First, that this Alachakli is not true. And second, that we're fighting against our leadership, against our rabbis. When Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, Alava Shalom, went in Shabbat morning outside and he saw the man, the Datan Ve'avira, Moshe Rabbeinu says, no man in Shabbat, will not going to be any man on Shabbat. Hashem says, there is no man, take Friday two times. However, Datan Ve'aviram, the big problems, they took some man that they have in their pocket and they put it on the field and they says to all the people they was having uh, hope that uh, people will wake up in the morning and they will see the man. And then Hashem sent the birds and the birds ate the man and everybody wake up in the morning was no man. And Moshe Rabbeinu was saved his kavod, his respect was saved. And that's why we give man to the birds. Every parashat beshalach, we want to give him a karata tov, the save the respect of Moshe Rabbeinu. What's so big? If we went, what the Tanva Aviram tried to do over here? They tried to say, Moshe Rabbeinu says false. He's not right. He's not saying a met. You see? He's not a prophet. You see? The man was did come on Shabbat. And if what's happened, if Hashem will not send the beards, Moshe Rabbeinu, his kavod, his leadership was got damaged. And that's the biggest sin that could happen when you damage the leadership of the Gedolei Israel. When you damage the leadership of the Manigut, then will not listen to them in anything. Everyone will wake up and say his opinion, and that's it. But in order to be kovea halacha, you need to study many, many years. You cannot be a, a person that never studied in serious way in yeshiva for many, many years. You speak to Baal Baruch. Beautiful, beautiful job. But when you come to to field of the Torah and the halacha, move away. Give the respect to the people that study it and know it upside down and learned it and they decide for us what to do and that's what we have to have feeling that we're looking in the Torah and we say the Torah is so important to us we have a patient we don't need we could wait it's okay Shabbat is beautiful and every time the Torah wants us be patient wait that's what we learn in Orla and that's exactly what we learn in in the, in the mitzvah of Nida. And that's what exactly we learn in the mitzvah, Lo tochlu al adam. Even the, the, the pshad that says, Lo tochlu al adam, you're not allowed to eat before you pray. Why? I'm starving now. I want to eat now. No, you can't. You have to wait after praying. You have to wait. Not everything that you want, you're going to get. That's a, what's beautiful thing in the Torah, that you have, you have a structure. You're going to get it in the right time. You should be happy. And that's why... Every time that I see someone is trying to rushing, he did a mistake. There is a right time for everything. There is a right time to it. Teenagers, they're going out too late. 
It's not easy, it's not right time to do it. There is Shema Yisrael Hashem Yerachem. There is a party for girls age of 12 in the city. 13. They're dressing like 16. What are they rushing for? Because everybody wants to be ahead. And that's caused a lot of averot. Especially in Arayot. People don't think to the future. I heard a mesmerized story that this question came up to Hamovadia Yosef, Alava Shalom, about one girl that she was getting married to someone and he wasn't, he wasn't so from wasn't so religious. And uh, and those those couple they wasn't so religious. They uh, heard some lecture, and they got mitchazkim, and mitchazkim, and mitchazkim, and they start to keeping everything. And one day they decide to do aliyah to Eretz Israel, and they go to Eretz Israel, and already they have three kids, and the husband went to the kolel to learn Torah. And one day he speaks with his friend and he tell him, you know, I met my wife. I wasn't so religious. She was in the university in Boston and I met her over there. And she st- he started to talk to him. And you know, before, she, before I got engaged to her, she had a boyfriend before, but he was a guy. And he started to, to, to talk. This chavruta of him told him, oh, one second, I have to go. And he started to think to himself, wow, it's a big problem over here. Why? Because he thought my friend is a Kohen. And the Kohen is not allowed to marry a girl that had anything to do with a goy before. And right now, if a Kohen marry a girl that... She had anything with the guy before? He must divorce her. There's no other choice. And this Chavruta went to Hamavadia Yosef and he asked him if there is any solution if we know for sure that he had anything with the guy, this girl, and then she got married to Kohen. So is any solution that could stay together? And Hamavadia, they told him, Hamavadia, there is three kids over here. We cannot divorce this couple. And Hamavadia start to cry and he says there is no solution. They must get divorced. There is no other choice. They're not allowed to be together. The Torah says, Isha zona lo ikachu. Isha isha lo ikachu. He's not allowed to marry such a woman. It's against the Pasuk and the Torah. He must divorce her. And Hamavadia, we know he has a lot of Mercy, and he starts to cry that he cannot find anything to be mutar. But this Chavruta says, I cannot tell it to him. Maybe it's too hard for him to do it. But I'm taking from this story something else. And I think to myself, do, do you think that this girl that now become Barat Shuva and Big Tzadeket, do you think when she was 16 and she had this goy, she will thought that this, this relationship will damage her life? will cause her to have a get for her husband with three kids? She didn't think about it. She thought about the minute. Right now, I want to have a fun. Right now, I want a boyfriend. That's what I want. And she didn't know even there is something that's called religious, right? She didn't know about the Torah. But once you don't do the right thing, you're going to lose it in the hand. You're going to lose it because Hashem says they're going to give you everything in the right time. When you do something that you're not supposed to do, you're going to get damaged. and the end, you're going to be suffering from it. You see, she was Tamim, she didn't know. But she did, she did something that she, the girl is not supposed to do and she damaged her life. And she could be all her life with Avera since she did something very not, very not nice. But... She didn't look on the future. She looked in the moment. And I have many cases like this that I could tell you, but it's not enough time that I heard that I was involved with girls, with boys that do something 
not nice. They do things not appropriate and then they get the damage after and they don't know how to get out from the situation. And there's a thinking and there's the, 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 the crying. Why they did the things? And Hashem says, don't do it. You're going to get the damage. It's not the right time. Get married. No, and then they're coming to situation that Hashem Yerachem, that you cannot even say it on the radio. Why? Because they didn't listen to the Gdolei Ador, didn't listen to the Torah, they didn't listen that we should have a patience, should wait. You have, you plant the tree, you have a beautiful fruit, you see that beautiful orange, you want to eat it already. You invest so much, and Hashem says, no, it's not good for you. Wait. Three years. Wait. Everything in that life of the Torah is be patient, be in the right time. You're about to eat something, wait, split a second. Say beracha with kavana. Baruch ata Hashem. Adon akol. Aya oveviye. Elokeinu. Takif. Bala yachot kulam. Bala kochot kulam. Melech haolam. Hashem is the king of the world. Bore. He create, pre-aets, this orange, he create for me, for me to enjoy, for me to, to enjoy this world, and I'm thanking Hashem for it. And then you could eat it, and you could enjoy from it, and you could have all the enjoyment in the world, just do the steps of Hashem, and you're going to have everything in the right way. And that's everywhere that you go in the Torah. Hashem wants us to have the good taste, and the good taste coming only when you listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The good taste is when you listen, when you follow the direction of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because the Torah has two things. The Torah is good, and the Torah is truth. That's the two things the Torah is good, and is the emet. Emet v'tov. And Hashem if it's tov and the emet is a too beautiful thing that we have to take with us. Bezrat Hashem, na'aseh ve'natzliach, ve'akadosh baruchu ya'azrenu, amen keni ratzon.